Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. We are the digital media channel of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, bringing you news of the Catholic faith as it's lived out here, and thanks to our partner Catholic News Service, across the nation and the world. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to see you again. Great to be here, Gina. And we are not in the office. We're actually on the road today here at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania, for our annual Lenten tradition of, as I like to say, putting seminarians completely on the spot and asking them to explain to us all of the Sunday Gospels of Lent. So our, our victim, or I should say our guest today, <laughs> is Max McGallagher. Max, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Max, what year are you in here at St. Charles? I'm in Second Theology. Second Theology. And where are you from? Uh, well, my home parish is Sacred Heart in Oxford. Lovely country. Love visiting there. Yes, yes, yes. That is, that's Oxford is... Southern Chester County, about as far as you can get. That's right. My goodness, wow. That sounds beautiful. That sounds... I'm from Northeast Philly. We don't see those kind of (laughs) pastoral scenes as much. (laughs) Well, we're we're glad to have you here, and thank you for answering the call to priesthood. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. With no further ado, Matt, what is the gospel for the second Sunday of Lent? So we're going to be hearing from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 to 36, regarding the transfiguration of Jesus. And uh, as we'll hear in the gospel, uh, Peter is standing with, uh, as we'll hear in the gospel, Jesus is standing with Elijah and Moses, and it's a dramatic scene, and it's uh, very spectacular. And at that time, Peter then starts to speak, and he tries to start making plans for permanence, and he wants to make tents so that everybody has a place. And it says in the gospel, he did not know what he was saying. I found that very interesting. I find that hits close to home. (laughs) And then a voice from a cloud says, listen to him, that is Jesus. So that's the gospel we're going to hear at church for the second Sunday of Lent. So Max, um, can you tell us, uh, what is this gospel trying to teach us? Well, you know, when I was praying with the gospel passage, what kept coming up in my mind was the, the short line, and they saw his glory. And... I think the reason that for that was really immediately before this, we have Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ. And following that, we have uh, Jesus' passion prediction that the Son of Man must suffer, die, and be raised on the third day. And I think the point of that is that the road to glory is through the cross, but the glory is always going to be our hope. And something that we desperately need to keep in mind today, the glory. We have been mired in the things of this earth, particularly during this pandemic. Break open the glory for us. Sure. I mean, this is uh, quite a manifestation. I mean, a Trinitarian all the way through. Um, we have the Shekinah, the glory cloud. We have Jesus present in his humanity. And then we have God the Father speaking, this is my beloved son. So really, this is about as, you know, emphatic as you can get. You know, this is God. Jesus is God. Listen to him. This is not subtle. No, no, this is this is meant to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And that's the message. This is God, right? They were terrified. Talk about the terror. Sure, sure. Well, I like in this, you know, they, we have the concept of fear of the Lord. And this isn't meant to be a, you know, I'm afraid for my life. But this is meant to be like you love something or someone so much that you just want to get it right. And that's the terror that they have, is that they, they realize that this is God. And in a certain sense, they're afraid. But Peter's saying, let's make three tents. He wants to somehow hold on to this, you know, rightly so. It's something good. Um, but that's the kind of fear, is that he wants to get this right. He wants to hold on to it. He did not know what he was saying. Yes, yes. That seems so, so true. Talk a little bit about how our language doesn't quite 
capture God. Oh, sure. I mean, we can't put God in a box as much as we try. Uh, I mean, our language, God is bigger than the categories of our mind, as our philosophy teacher would say. He's bigger than our speech. Um, so there's no word we can capture. I mean, if you read the passage, you get a sense that like Peter, James, and uh, John, they're, they're just captivated and they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So Peter impetuously, oh, let's make three tents. Um, so there's really a sense that, that this glory, uh, you know, St. Paul talks about, eye has not seen and ear has not heard. We're not, uh, the glory waiting for us is going to be indescribable. And Max, after we've heard this gospel and we've heard a young man like you preaching about it and we leave uh, church on that Sunday, how is this supposed to change us? What do we do about this in our lives? What kind of an impact does this gospel make on us uh, to do something? Sure. I think really uh, two things, right? I mean, obviously the gospel uh, concludes, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. And that begs the question, well, how do we listen to Jesus, right? Um, and I think we're meant to look at this, you know, in the liturgy, that the, the Eucharist is Jesus present in his humanity and his divinity, sort of the manifestation, you know, the glory, but also in his humanity. And the way we best do that is really um, in prayer, it's specifically prayer in front of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And if we just give him the time, we show up and we just sit at his feet, I promise you, he'll speak to us. You had talked earlier in our conversation about praying with the scripture. Tell us a little bit about how you do that. I'm assuming that wasn't just for our presence here today. Tell us. No, no, no. I, prayer with the scripture um, has really been something that has kind of become a necessity for me growing in the spiritual life. Um, you know, I did the spiritual year at a 30-day retreat. Um, the scriptures are God's way of speaking to us today, you know, in the liturgy, but also when we read them, um, you know, at prayer, um, and what I do is I simply invite the Holy Spirit to direct my thoughts, my heart, and um, I read the scriptures uh, a couple of times, a little one time really slow. And then what I do is I kind of put the scripture aside and I just meditate. And tip, like, for this gospel, I put myself in the scene. I was up there on the, I, I was thinking about the trek, the slow journey, we're going up a mountain, and then now Jesus wants to pray. So I'm sitting there like, okay, we're praying now. And then you just, you can just imagine all of a sudden, you know, his face changes, his clothes become dazzling white, and it's really indescribable. It's a, it's a wonderful way of prayer. And I think that's a great point for people to latch on to is that a lot of scripture is placing yourself in the scene, using yeah. your imagination, all your senses engaged yeah. in that scripture, right? right. God, uh, God came to save not just our, our minds or our soul, but our body as well. And we have our, our reason, our imagination. He wants us to use that in prayer too. And I know so many people, Catholics, unfortunately, who are actually somewhat fearful of the scriptures of, you know, they'll hear them at mass, but they are afraid they might misinterpret the scriptures. They're not really certain, you know, how to approach them. And, and the way you outlined was beautiful. Ask the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. The Holy Spirit is always going to be a sure guide. And then also, uh, there are plenty of resources out there we can always go to if something is confusing us. Especially putting a, a gospel and reading, we're going to read a short passage at each Mass. What's the context of that passage? Where did it come from and where is it going in the Scripture? And that kind of context can help too, right? Absolutely. Context is everything when, you, when you're talking about the Scriptures, what came before, what came after. And, and the consistent theme is that there's always an overarching theme that what God is saying to us. One other thing that always occurs to me with the, you know, the big picture scenes in the gospels like this one, like the resurrection and certainly, you know, the baptism of our Lord. Do you think that as modern folks who are pretty well used to every special effect that a digital artist or animator could create, do you think that we are somewhat jaded? 
I would, I would say we may be a bit desensitized and that uh, constant bombardment, you know, um, either in uh, special effects and videos or even the news, really, um, news feeds. Um, I, I do think that, that that could be a, uh, a problem for the American. Uh, but I think this method of prayer, praying with the scriptures, is a wonderful way not to combat that, but to really sanctify. And maybe to renew our sense of awe. Absolutely. That's something that really does need to be rekindled. And that could probably help us do what? Listen, perhaps. Listen, listen. And listen patiently, reverently, but like really hanging on because we know if we give Jesus the time, he's going to speak to our hearts. That's wonderful. Thank you, Max, so much for sharing these reflections with us about one of the most intriguing and beautiful passages during the Lenten Gospel series. It really is. This is an amazing one. Final question, though. What do you think were the thoughts in your meditations? What have you kind of discovered about the possible thoughts of Peter, James, and John as they were coming down that mountain. Oh, yes. I I think we were talking about the indescribability of the glory, um, and it says that Jesus charged them not to say anything to anyone, but I think they probably wouldn't have been able to anyway. How do you explain something like that, you know? Um, And it's one thing, it's an encounter that can't be explained, but should be always treasured. Max, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this gospel with us as we journey through Lent. Please be assured of our prayers for you on your journey through your Lent and toward priesthood. We're very grateful. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. We need all the prayers. You have them. You have them. God bless. We'll hopefully talk to you soon. All right. You've been listening to CatholicPhilly.com from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Thanks so much to our publisher, Archbishop Nelson Perez, our editor, Matt Gambino, to our seminarians, to you, our listeners, and of course, to our Lord, without whom none of this would be possible. You can find us online at CatholicPhilly.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Catholic Philly. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you.